What's going on, guys? You're listening to the Steel Habitat Podcast. I'm your host, John Cunningham. We've got a great episode today with an awesome guest, but I'm with the usual blokes. First up, we're with Martin Kimberley. Hello. Who's just finished off a sandwich. Big Callum's decided to join us today. You're right. With Tom. Hi, guys. And um, we've got a great guest, which is actually Tom's mate. Um, so really interested. We're going to talk into powerlifting, talk about strength training, uh, peaking, peaking for competition, all that kind of thing as well. So, uh, Steve Cuthbert, welcome, mate. How you doing, all um, right? And you are from Primal Gym, and you were the head coach there. I certainly am. Good man. Uh, over in Leeds, so I'm on the wrong side of the wrong side of the Pennines. Uh, today. <laughs> Good man, but thanks for joining. Um, let's dive in, mate. Tell us about yourself for all our regular listeners. What uh, tell us about a bit about yourself? Uh, so yeah, I went to uni with I went to uni with Tom. Um, did the same course, played rugby against each other one and one or two times. Who, who yeah, let's top. dive into that. Uh, let's dive into that straight <laughs> away. Um, yeah, and then started Dodging working. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, went over to Australia for a little bit. Uh, did a little bit of an exchange program over there, um, and then came back. And yeah, needed some money, so started doing boot camps at Primal. They opened their gym. Um, started off just doing classes over there gravitated more towards uh, the strength side of stuff uh, the guy who I worked with Chris Kershaw he said basically gave me a powerlifting program and was like right you're going to compete in 12 weeks uh, and then it just went from there and then worked my way up and then last year became uh, head coach of Primal took on the powerlifting club and the strength training side of stuff um, and then I'll be competing in about four three or four weeks time so everything's sort of tapering, tapering towards that. Seeing as though a couple of my clients are coming close to a couple of my numbers uh, when they competed in March. Going to try and bump those numbers up. Yeah, I thought I'd step back <laughs> onto that platform. <laughs> those nervous times, so those numbers are creeping up. It's like, oh, time for me to set an example. Um, and hopefully qualifying for British as well. That's the target. So I was five, five or seven and a half kilos off. That's super close. Um, in November, um, which, yeah, was a bit. Um, Basically, I just spat my dummy out. Yeah. <laughs> um, took a lot of people to compete in March, and I think this is the last, uh, the last sort of qualifier for nationals, which would be, um, yeah, be quite nice, quite quite nice to have. So I've qualified before, but for one reason or another, wherever the national or British championships have been held, they've always been too far away. Yeah. Obviously, I don't get paid um, when I have to get time off work, so uh, it would have been a little bit, a little bit too much, but. This year, sort of the, the goal to compete nationally. Good man. Let's down some numbers. So, what numbers are you hoping to get in this next one? So, and what's the, my, what's the uh, I don't even know what the qualifying total is for so 120. The qualifying total is 620. So, I've got to drop the 120 in there. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the qualifying total is the same for 105s and 120s. Um, so, it's a 625 total. Um, so, I think last time I got, yeah, 617 and a half. So, I was seven and a half kilos off. Um, so I would quite like a 250 squat, which would be pretty nice. Um, a 130 bench would be pretty cool, because um, my bench is my weakest. And then the elusive 272 and a half deadlift, which would be 600 pounds. It sounds which, good, that. Uh, sounds yeah, good. The Americans got it right. Everything sounds cooler in pounds. Yeah, when it's right, 272 yeah. and a half, it doesn't really... <laughs> when, a, when an American powerlifter posts on Instagram, it's like 700 pounds. I'm like, the calculator. Yeah, right. I was like, what, <laughs> yeah. what, what is this? this? <laughs> 300 kilos. All right. <laughs> Can we just rewind back to the rugby bit who came out on top? Of <laughs> Still, mate. Really? Yeah, yeah, Talk us through that. 
Um, did, did he take a crash ball at you? Did you, did you meet on the pitch? One winner of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I was playing 13 at that game. Yeah. Uh, scored a couple of tries. Yeah, 100%. But to be fair, we did see a video of you scoring a try yesterday. What happened to scroll on my Facebook the other day was an advert for Southport Rugby Club. And our own very own Tom was just there. It's first video of scoring a try. What did the post to be fair? It was a good finish. Yeah. Quality finish. Type in the Southport Rugby Club on Facebook and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, came out on top, hundred percent. Anyone yeah. get any shots on each other or? Well, actually, there's another lad who we went to uni with, um, Lewis Cooper. Yeah. Uh, and they both played for Mods. So my cousin played for the other team, Burley. Uh, and me and Lewis basically played in the same same position. And obviously, both of them always wanted to have a get one up on me. Yeah. And all I remember, I think it was even at like my home ground. It yeah, happened. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. Um, and I picked the I picked the ball up, and I was gonna go out and pick up from the back of a ruck. And all I saw was Lewis just stand just just there, and I couldn't think of anything else. I just started laughing. <laughs> she just absolutely just creamed me, and I was just laid on the floor, just just laughing. Um, and then again, I think one of them broke the line, and I stood up, and Winger had missed the tackle. And I stood up, and I think it's the fastest I've ever ran to try and chase someone down. I was like, "This can't, this can't happen." But I just laughed. Like I, just, I think, it, I think it's funny. She's getting smashed by one of your mates. Class. Any uh, returns to the rugby field for the foreseeable future? I'd like to. I do miss it. Um, but yeah, once you get caught up in sort of powerlifting and the coaching side of things. Um, it won't be won't be for a while. It's probably been a year since our last. It's our a last different course. lifestyle, isn't it? Once you immerse yeah. yourself into that, for sure. Yeah, um, I went to go watch a bit of rugby league other other week, um, and you miss it when you're around the lads and that sort of stuff. Yeah. But it's just time wise. Um, I can't really commit to training because I work most most weeknights, so it'll always be a little bit. Uh, bit of a sofa watcher now. Yeah. Well, I was, thinking, I was thinking to you boys the other day, and it was because I haven't played rugby in like a year or so, missed last season. And I haven't really missed it until I was watching the internationals, I was watching the All Blacks play, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm pumped here. Yeah. Like, this, <laughs> this looks class. And I had the realization it's like, I'm watching the All Blacks here, not, I'm not a national free traveling yeah. like down south or up north or something in the middle of December. Completely different standard. <laughs> like, yeah, I made a good decision to stop playing. <laughs> You're having that battle now, aren't you two? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Sweet, let's get back into powerlifting because I don't think a, a lot of our members are really rugby players more powerlifters. Yeah. So, training-wise, leading up to your last qualifying chance for the British, how's that going? What sort of angle have you going with your training? Yeah, so... Um, I've, had, I've tried a couple of different uh, powerlifting programs and the best success I've had with is reactive training systems. Um, so uh, he's a guy called Mike Tashira, his sort of programming. I've read his book as well, which is pretty good. And basically, it's just what is probably used quite a lot now is the RPE, RPE system. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, it's taken me um, a while, but just about getting to know, right, do I have one rep left in the tank or two rep left in the tanks? Um, I'm, just, I'm glad you said that because we've talked about RP a lot here yeah. and our point of view. How have you found, well, how how did you do that? Because a lot of people don't know their bodies very well to so know, like, yeah. have I got much left? Basically, at one point, I was just sort of, when it said work up to an RP9, I was busting a gut just to be like, I'm going to max out. I'll yeah. max out, lift as heavy as I can. And then it'll come to, right, um, deadlift. And I'm just absolutely knackered on, on the floor. 
Um, so it's just knowing how your body feels, how your body feels afterwards. And actually, when it comes to the next session, I'm feeling a little bit more refreshed. Um, it's a little bit... It, I think it's a good thing if you make a mistake with it. Uh, and you go a little bit too, and you go a little bit too and heavy. Like that was a nine instead of a seven. Yeah, yeah. and I think cause you learn more from a mistake, and you think, all right, okay, so I can I can change it back a little bit. And I've tried to put that in with the powerlifting club at Primal, um, trying to be like, how many reps do you reckon you can you can have? Usually, people are I've got one or two reps. Anything more than sort of three reps, and I don't have a, a clue. It's too it's too easy. Um, but the RPE system, I think, it's a good. Um, it's a good thing to, to implement. I've seen a lot of pals to do, well, a lot of pals on my Instagram, mm. I don't know if that's a reliable source, <laughs> um, do favour RPA and always mention a little, <coughs> little comment, a little text at the end, like RPA to RP7 yeah. or something like that. It does seem the way, is it true a lot of pals are favouring that programme? Yeah, you think about how, how everyone is day to day. Yeah. So especially, so I don't have set times when, when I train, uh, depending on how many clients I've got or what sessions I've got. I might have done a full day of coaching and then I'm lifting and I've got to hit an RPE nine. Um, so I'll have a look at other other factors and then it doesn't, if you're just going off a, okay, an RPE system can use the percentage and uh, you have an idea of what, what you want to hit. But if you just use right today, you've got to hit 80% of your one rep max and you've had a, a rubbish day at work mm -hmm. or you've not ate enough, you're not going to hit it and it's a bit, bit demoralizing. Someone said the word for me. So yeah, I think that's what I've tried to put with a with a powerlifting club. Like, don't worry if you if you don't hit it. Um, you know, you at the end of the at the end of the day, loads of things might might have happened. Try and do get a, might have had a stressful day or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, yeah. anything can happen. So that's why I say go on. I don't know, lift heavy on your rows or whatever. Forget about forget about that squat. Um, or forget about that deadlift and then you can come back to it next week and be like right I didn't, I didn't really do that um, but one thing we discussed down at Primal is um, is about actual periodization. does it still it does still work but I think you've got a it's more up and down than just saying just dropping the reps every week or increase the percentage of reps every week I think it's more you've got to base it especially for general population you've got to change it week to week sometimes and don't be too worried if it doesn't Yeah, because unfortunately you've got to take life into account, which is, you know, not yeah. great. In terms of training. <laughs> Why can't everything just be linear? In terms yeah, of, yeah numbers go straight up. But a lot of people do get frustrated. You find that as a coach, and I know we find that as coaches here, that a lot of guys come in, a lot of girls come in and be like, oh, I can't lift the number I did last time or this. And they get super frustrated in terms of, but they don't take that lifestyle approach into account in their training. They're like, oh, well, I did a 60 kilo bench last week. Why can't I do it this week? It's like, oh, I'm just on a flight for five hours more, probably <laughs> why as well. Uh, in terms of then reps and sets and volume wise, what are you on? What are you now with four weeks out? And what so, has your training approach been for yeah, this call? So I started off um, hitting uh, a top set of uh, a triple, so a top set of three reps um, for RPE eight. Um, and then I had a lot of higher volume beforehand. Um, so I think the most I was doing was about seven, seven, seven or eight reps. Um, that's dropped massively, so now I just work up to a heavy single of an RP9. Um, and then the volume, I think, for squat and, squat and um, deadlift is just 3x3, three three, and then bench is 4x5, four by, four by that's about it. And then I have an accessory exercise that I do, 
um, so everything is getting more uh, specific compared to having a spot or press in there or a block pull yeah. or, um, uh, working on the weaknesses just focusing on the main competition competition lifts and just lifting heavier um, and then it always gets to about three weeks out and it's like I just want to compete now because yeah. I'm feeling battered yeah, um, yeah. but then obviously then you can go back to not doing any competition stuff so I'm quite interested to see what I'll be doing after after competition so your off season period yeah yeah it'll be a couple of weeks and then I'm not sure how many weeks it'll be um, for Touchwood um, British uh, the British competition because when's the British this year is it Used to be in October. I yeah. don't think it, I don't think it's in October. I don't think it's in October this year. I'll have to double check the double check the dates because one of the one of the lifters at Prime, he's already qualified and he's not doing any other competitions, so he's got like months. Just to, British now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he qualified in the very start of the year, so he wanted to get that out of the way and have a because his goal is a three hundred deadlift. Um, so he's he wants sort of like a, a good run up, a good run up to to hit that. And That's awesome. Yeah. In terms of trading frequencies, obviously you're lifting some big ten there, like two seventy deadlift and whatnot. How how's your frequency in terms of the main lifts throughout your training program? Are you deadlifting every week? Are you deadlifting once every two weeks? Because I know it varies massively, especially with like the size of the athlete, like the, yeah. the weight of that as well. What's what are you doing like there? How are you coping with that? So for me, um, I've always done uh, quite a lot of squatting, quite a lot of deadlifting. So I squat twice a week and I deadlift twice a week. Uh, I bench every session. Um, I've got four sessions because my bench is rubbish. Um, <laughs> when you on? said bench every session, uh, and the boys here was like, yeah. Yeah, so I'll bench, I'll bench every session uh, or a variation of bench, not heavy every time. So I, one will be a heavy single, one will be a heavy triple, um, and then it might be a variation of uh, like a, a paused bench or a spot or a press. She's grim, um, and then oh yeah, it's it's horrible. I don't think I've ever broken up for myself. Spot no. press, no, never. Yeah, just. see, I've always had board presses. Yeah, but yeah. Then have a, a spot or press just off your chest for a three second pause, and then press and just down there shaking. <laughs> like, this is the longest three seconds in the world. Um, and then it'll be two two heavy squats and deadlifts, uh, and then again a variation. So at the minute I've got. Um, Three count paused squat, and three count paused deadlift, um, which weirdly are actually all right for. Where are you pausing the deadlift? Um, just at my knees, my knees. Um, I have had ones before where I paused three seconds at my knees on the way up, locked it out, three second pause on the way down, and then dropped it down. You do three reps of them, and it takes about five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's central nervous system there, yeah. as you're blown off. Yeah. <laughs> How are you after them? Um, yeah, I sat down for a good. the <laughs> <laughs> wheelchair out. Most of my coaching was done on the CCTV cameras. Just like, a wheelie chair, just run around. Yeah. Should get one of them. <laughs> That's awesome. So, in terms of your approach for this conversation, how's it changed? Because I know you said you go from different programs and try a different program for your next comp. Yeah. How have you found this one? How have you found the ones you've done in the past? Um, so starting out, um, as a, for my own interest, I want to look as many different programmings as, uh, I can so that I can give that to, um, my, uh, clients, um, cause I quite like looking at how different people do different programmings for my own personal 
um, training, reactive training system works really well for me. So you want to do three exercises. You do your main lift, an accessory for one of your other main lifts, and then you do, um, I don't know, like a vertical pull or row, whatever it yeah, might be. Yeah. Um, the other ones that I've used just are either too random and they try and put too much stuff in, or it is, um, yeah, I just don't respond very well to it. I've used, I tried the hybrid performance method, uh, yeah. uh, which is pretty good because I was thinking, I know, I'll be a powerlifter and look like a bodybuilder. Um, <laughs> they advertise it so well. Uh, yeah. like, they put like, was it, who's the main guy? Hayden, Hayden, Hayden Moe or Bo, something yeah, like yeah. that. Looks incredible, deadlifting 300 kilos. You're like, that's what I'm like. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, right after up. six weeks of this program, yeah. not a problem. Because like, we could log in for that as well. I found that it was just not much volume at all. I think it was the powerlifting bodybuilder style I looked at. Because uh, I think Mike had the login. Yeah. Um, and it was like three sets of ten, bicep curl with a row. That was your bodybuilding. Like a heavy squat and maybe accessory general. deadlift yeah. I was like it was so general I just thought the volume wasn't there really to cause anything yeah I did it for I think I only did it for about six six or eight weeks yeah and um, I only ever worked up to a heavy single on deadlift and that was it yeah. Yeah. there was no other other stuff in there there was quite a lot of hamstring work yeah um, and glute bridges which you could say would help the deadlift but Sometimes to get better at the movement, you need to do the actual. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just think there was a little bit too too less on there. If you wanted to get stronger, I think it was like a general strength program, really good. But actual for a, a specific powerlifter, like leading up to a comp, yeah, it wouldn't, no it wouldn't have yeah, really helped. Um, but then again, I've given it to people who just want to be stronger and have a little bit of muscle mass, and it works really well for them because mm -hmm. um, they're not training for a competition. They don't, they're not training to max out or anything like that. Um, but yeah, a good program, but not a good strength program, not necessarily, I would yeah. say, um, a good powerlifting program. A lot of the ones I've seen, I don't know about you boys, are quite general, I think, or quite a lot of the online <coughs> stuff, in terms of it might work for the majority of guys, but like the, the really strong fellas, or like you said, leading to competition, doesn't quite hit that spot, really. Yeah. Um, how you like with someone taking control of your program to try and add something in because you're a coach as well like oh I yeah. think I react better to this because I know personally I'm like someone in my program I'd be like thank you and no thank you <laughs> <laughs> I quite like um, I just like being told what to do yeah yeah on that, on not having to think about it yeah, yeah. Um, I'll write programs um, for all of my clients and sort of the last thing I want to do is sit down and be like oh well I'm crap at this yeah. so I'm yeah. going to do this um, I don't mind being told what to do, but I think as a coach yourself, um, you can sit back and look at it and just think, is that is that all right? Mm. So yeah, it's a natural instinct to look at other people's programs and think, why are you doing that? What's the point in that? Yeah. Um, and I know, it's taken me a while, but I know what type of training I'll respond better to. Um, and if I'd signed up for a program and it was a little bit like the hybrid performance, where it's like, right, you're just going to work up to a, a heavy single on deadlift, Every week, and that's it. I'm not really gonna, I'm not really gonna uh, benefit from that. So I think the more I know about how I respond to training, the better I'll be, or I'll question um, some of the programming. Because uh, I quite like being questioned as a coach. I like people ask yeah, why. Yeah. I like to think that I give them an answer. Or if they catch me out, I'm a little bit like, yeah, I dropped the ball on that one. Yeah, I, okay. I put that in just because yeah. I couldn't think of an exercise. So, yeah. What about you, boys? In terms of programming, because I know you guys program for yourself, don't you? Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. How do you guys like it when 
yeah, I've got given something to do straight away. I or... really like, like, same as Steve, like, I really like being told what to do. Like, because you don't have to think about it, do you? Yeah. Like, yeah. If you give, if you go very specific, like, so competing in powerlifting, very specific, you don't want to be doing glute bridges, Nordic curls, like, you know, all that type of stuff, all the, those very general exercises, which will work and they will get you stronger. But if you've got a specific goal of competing in powerlifting, you need to be squatting, benching, and deadlifting. Yeah. That's as simple as that. So if you've got a very specific uh, criteria that you want to program for, then make sure that your program reflects that. So, for example, like competing at weightlifting, you're not going to bench press every week, are you? Because it's not, it's not really ma- a massive use. 100%. <laughs> 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 <Once or twice>. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, though, that's true. Two days before my competition, I did crack out a heavy bench press. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Steve, what were you for? Because you, Cal, you follow a lot of online stuff, don't you? Like, you go through a little bit. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like, I can only spend small amounts of time focusing on, like, a specific thing. Because, like, in season, obviously through rugby, it's all about just maintenance, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I definitely like having that, right, I've been given something, let's just go and do it. Yeah. Um, more from just being able to switch off and enjoy training. Mm. Um, Enjoyment is a massive thing. Yeah, I've realised that a lot this past year. If you're doing your own programme, it's constant analysis, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. like this number, this exercise, this number, and not a case of like, oh, I'm just going to enjoy this session yeah. and see yeah. what I've got. That's massive in terms of that. And you're following our programme now, aren't you? you? said. Yeah, following Sentry for a, a bit, just to what a programme. Oh, yeah, exactly. Can't go wrong with five to you as well, was that at the moment? Um, just because, like you say, I've been doing my own programming for a bit, and I think once you do your own programming for a bit, you get in the habit of putting stuff in that you like mm. and that you enjoy doing, whereas I think, obviously, you need to sometimes break out of that mould and cover all the bases rather than sort of stick to what you're good at or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I'm just giving that a go. Uh, see how I'll get on with it for a bit and then see what's what. Mm-hmm. So, uh, one angle you mentioned before, Steve, about how you react to training. So, how have you found that out? And what sort of training do you react best to to get the best out of yourself? Um, high volume is not my is not my friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Straight debate. Yeah, as a as a uh, a bigger guy, it's not. It's like it's like conditioning, like preseason for rugby. It absolutely it just breaks me. Yeah. Um, the con- like contact for rugby, that's fine. Um, shorter reps is fine, but literally anything anything higher, I'm, I'm I just yeah, I'm on my ass. <laughs> uh, quite similar to Bob actually. Bob's our one twenty lifter in our gym. He's exactly the same. Yeah. It's like anything above five reps, lost me. Can't count that high. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's the same. Hey, Bob, uh, listening. Yeah, hey, Bob. <laughs> uh, so, does that mean your majority of your off season, the majority of your build up and prep is just mainly low volume training that you try and stick to? Um, leading into a competition, it's, it's pretty low volume. Um, but yeah, I don't respond well to it, but it does. Feel like it is important. Mm. Um, one because the better my, the better I get at high volume work, the better recovery I have when it comes to the lower reps. Yeah. Whereas, like when I do lower reps, I'm good at it because it's three reps, really, really heavy. 
but then I've got to sit down for five minutes and be like, right, I've, I've got to go again. Recovery goes. I think we should, yeah. uh, we should definitely quote that for this podcast for our Powerlifting team who all hate doing high volume yeah, yeah, training. Yeah, They're all like, when can we get to like 95% plus? Or like, when can we do all one reppers? 12 reppers are like, nah. nah. <laughs> the, the, powerlift, the, the powerlifting at Primal, uh, they've started a new program, so they tested three weeks ago. So they had a week off and they've just started again. Um, and the first week gave them three sets of seven. Um, this week they've got three sets of nine, um, and they're like, "Oh, have you? Um, why are you giving us high volume? You don't do it yourself." So I just got a video of me doing ten reps. Lead by example. And I went, "Just, just look at this." I said, "If I've done it, and the video is, I just put the bar, I put the rack of the bar, and I just, I just crumple on the floor, t-shirt dripping with sweat." Um, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, you, it's got, it's, it's got to be done." Um, but adding in, like working up to a top single then or a top triple and then doing a bit of volume afterwards, I don't mind that. If it was just straight volume all the time, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it. Kind of tricks your mind that because you've got, you got a good target to aim for there. If you work up for a little bit, then have your volume after, you kind of tick that box of like, I've lifted the sort of heavy today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, work, that works better for me. Um, anything, and I found that, uh, yeah, people do, in, do enjoy that. If the powerlifter had walked in on Monday and Thursday, and I said, right, all you're doing today is three sets of nine. They've been like, oh, going back out now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everyone, everyone likes to lift heavy for uh, a little bit. We don't have to do it, don't have to do it all the time, um, and then drop it back a little bit. But for me, yeah, leading up to a competition, it's relatively heavy, like three sets of three. I think I've done four sets of five, but way out from a competition. I don't yeah, mind yeah. it. I don't mind it that much. Uh, and I might go back down a weight class if I do a little bit. <laughs> Guess no, all no, no, no. <laughs> so with that volume stuff as well is that still RPE based to your work would you do like what three sets of nine RP eight or would you try and then what would you do yeah so I think for the higher reps it's a little I find it a little bit harder to uh, estimate with RPEs so what I usually do is um, be like right work up to a, a top set of three RP eight and then drop it down by five or ten percent, depending on depending on how you feel, um, and then that gives them a marker a marker for that. And if they drop it down by five percent, and they can only say they're doing ten reps, and they're going to get six, right? Drop it down again mm-hmm. until you can get the maximum mm-hmm. amount of weights. Some people, like I know for me, when I work up to a top set and drop my volume down down or drop down to doing a bit of high volume, I have to drop it massively. Um, interestingly, most women can do um, quite a high set. And yeah. then stay relatively yeah, high for their volume, and they like it a little bit more. Whereas the fellas are like, oh, "Why do I have to drop it down so much? Don't worry about it. Like you just build, you're building your engine up. You know, mm. building your recovery up. It's not, it's not the end of the world. It's just to get the get the workload, get the workload in. Um, so I don't really base it off there. I just try and say, right, drop it down by, or even just say, right, drop it down ten kilos. Don't even have to be based on percentages, depending on the level level of the person that's in. But I'll say yeah, five percent, ten percent. It's interesting that, especially about the uh, female thing as well. Like we've noticed that as well, and some of our program we noticed that the girls in our gym like to lift a little bit heavier, especially in the C four floor. And you, you all know more about here this one, Tom. Uh, but in the C four gym, the likes of like, Lauren or or them people like yeah. to lift heavier more often mm. and stay there. Yeah. I think because we have our testing, we the way we do things in our gym, eight week programs, test every eight weeks. Mm. Um, but then some of the girls' feedback was like, even some of them move on to our Superman or male program. Because we're lifting at a little bit higher percentages all the yeah. way through, and we do like to stay up a little bit heavier as well. Yeah. In terms of 
so yeah, programme wise, what we're looking for next after this competition? Well, after this one, yeah, leading to British. Yeah, I'd quite like to compete at nationals. Um, I've qualified before, but yeah, for one reason or another, they've either been down south and I haven't been able to get there or anything. Um, I've always said I'd quite like to do a strongman, strongman competition, uh, which would be pretty, pretty good. Um, I had an idea of setting up a strongman club at Primal. Um, just need a few little bit of uh, equipment. Um, so we're doing. There's a waterfront festival on the dock, uh, and I've just uh, we've got some Atlas stones, got some tires and some logs. Just gonna see, get a feel for it, see if how many people are interested, and maybe do do some strongman, anything strength training. I'll I'll give it a go. Um, so we go at everything really. Yeah, uh, we were chatting before before we started doing the podcast um, about weightlifting. Yeah, quite like to give give that a go. Go um, but need to step away from benching a little bit and get my shoulders. <laughs> Super total. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just say you're training for the super total. <laughs> Don't listen to any qualified way they think coach. You still need to bench press. <laughs> <laughs> what do they know? What do they know? Yeah, exactly. Um, but in, in terms of after this competition in four weeks and then leading into British, are you going to repeat this program again that you're on now, or are you look for something different? Would um, you look for something different so close to a major competition as well? I think. The programming won't change too much. Um, the actual uh, type of um, the weaknesses that I work on will probably change because in November it was the heaviest I'd lifted and um, my technique and form, nothing was really massively highlighted that was um, a major issue. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the heavier I've started lifting now, and especially when. Um, the heavier weights that I'm lifting for reps, a few more things have been highlighted. And I think when you with strength training, it gives you an idea of what's, what weaknesses you've got. Um, so it's it's actually my core strength, core stability, if you like. Um, so my chest drops a little bit uh, when I'm squatting on, on the way up. Um, so I try and use my back a lot more than my legs. Um, so I'll probably try and get them a little bit, a little bit stronger, uh, work on a little bit more core. Um, and just sort of grease the groove a little bit on squat a little bit. So the heavier I'm going, the more I'm finding that it's it, I'm, I'm leaning a little bit more further forward. Um, and deadlift, just building my, my back a little bit more, just getting a little bit more tightness um, in there. Because again, the heavier that I'm trying to lift off the floor, the more that my back's just rounding and it's drifting away from me a little bit. So how would you incorporate that? Would that be more volume work or would that be more strength training type? Typical strength training sort of stuff. For my back, uh, to build up my back, um, the, I actually got programmed to do a 10 minute AMRAP of as many bro- as many rows as I could. Outstanding. Outstanding. Bolt upright for the for the entire day. That back pump must be so. Yeah. So gave gave that a go. Um, for my squat, I think it's just that I'll have to be lighter weight. Yeah, yeah. A few more reps just to grease that a little bit. Um, and then maybe actually stepping away from competition lifts, going into front squats, not using. Um, so. I try and what I try and coach is everyone try and do is double hand, double overhand uh, up until a certain point. So you're not there's no um, doesn't start resulting in any issues doing double overhand uh, over and under. Yeah. Um, I try not to tell people uh, when they get to a certain weight then start buying knee sleeves or belts or anything like that. 
So I try and use that. Try and use that myself. Um, maybe I need to do that a little bit, a little bit more. Because um, yeah, as a powerlifter, you get sort of comfortable using knee sleeves. And belts it's the norm, isn't it? Get your big gym bag with you and all your gears there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so maybe just stepping away from that a little bit and just building a little. I know you can say you're raw with, um, with, with a belt and knee sleeves, but yeah, just stripping it back a little bit, uh, focusing focusing on that a little bit more. And I tell people like a different variation of a squat is pretty is pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's like I sometimes use a safety bar or just a high bar instead of a low bar just to look after my shoulders a little bit. I'll sometimes do a floor press instead of a normal a normal bench because mm-hmm. um, yeah, you want to be strong, but you know you still need to be able to. But you want to stay in the game for as long as possible. Yeah, as well. yeah. you still want to be able to bend down and tie your shoelaces rather than you know bending over and cracking your back uh, every time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they're strong, but you also need to be a, a functional human being sometimes. Yeah, a lot of people uh, take that like functional human being aspect out of it and just want those numbers. Yeah. And I think that's where they crave mm. to lift heavy constantly is as mm. well. But like you said before, there's nothing quite like revealing a, a weakness on lifting heavy, especially like a deadlift or a squat. I'm like, oh, that's what right, I need to work on. The issue, In terms, and sometimes it's like a little bit of a work of art, isn't it? Like you stand back, you do a heavy lift, you look back and be like, what went wrong there? All right, my back was caving, so I'll do a bit more on that as well. Super interesting. So, how do you incorporate that, and how often do you change? Do you focus on, say, a block of training? You're going to focus on uh, your back and your core, and then you'll compete and then reevaluate again, or would you reevaluate through your training programs and add that, like, sort of extras on? So, the last four weeks uh, leading up to competition, I probably wouldn't change. I wouldn't change anything. I just do competition lifts. There's no need, no need to, because um, you need to. Yeah, there's no point doing uh, just block pulls when you're competing four weeks. Um, I try and do it. Um, alternating every two weeks because um, you can't pick I don't think you, you can't fix everything all at once mm. um, and not all your lifts go up at the at the same time um, so like for me now my bench and my squat are going up but my deadlift staying relative, relatively mm. the same um, so I'll try and focus on right I want to spend two weeks just doing block pulls um, then I'll do maybe two weeks of throwing in some front squats in there rather than doing a pin squat squat whatever and then I'll go back to back to block pulls and see if see if that see if that helps um, and see if the numbers are increasing on, on that as well. So I actually use a lot of people use the RPE system just for the competition lifts but I don't see why you can't use it for the for the mm. other for the other ones. because um, if the weight's going up on, on block pulls you're getting stronger in your weaker or deficit deadlifts you're getting stronger in your in the area that you're most uncomfortable with. Um, and I think that that's some of it just spending a little bit longer in the time that you feel uncomfortable it's like benching um, yeah doing a spot or press or a bar press or something uh, do that for two weeks and alternate with it that's what I experiment with I don't know what you guys you guys usually do Pals can do it in, ter- <laughs> in terms of like weakness development we kind of sort of cover a lot of it through the programme anyway so mm-hmm. Regardless of whether someone's strong off the chest, they're still gonna do like a pause bench. Yeah. Regard whether they're uh, strong or weak at lockout, we're still gonna board press. If they're strong at getting a bar off the floor on a deadlift, we'll still do deficits. Because yeah. even if you're good at something, there's nothing to stop you from getting better at it. Yeah. Absolutely. And like that's the sort of like the sort of ethos that we've written pretty much all of our uh, even like the group sessions, like but more so with like more specific stuff like the powerlifting stuff. Um, yeah, we'll we'll work on constantly. Uh, we'll always squat, bench, and deadlift in every single session. 
um, and variations of them, and always try and work on you know accessory lifts uh, like floor pressing, dumbbell benching, all that type of stuff that will work on those specific weaknesses and enhance strengths as well. Yeah, yeah, we've got general in nature, and we focus on like general strength and then frequency as well. My mm. mind said so we get the bench and then your close grip bench and then we pause bench as well. So we just try and get that frequency, especially for a lot of our member or powerlifters are just general population yeah. who are very new to powerlifting. Yeah. So get them stronger and then just get those lifts frequently going, like getting used to those movements, getting used to that, and try and develop the whole body. Then when they've called, uh, competed a few times, it's like, right, we'll work on this a little bit more. Yeah. So more yeah. advanced lifters like, if you like. Sort of cater more towards like what is their weakness. Like mm-hmm. if someone is obviously, they need to build a bit, little bit of muscle, it's like, okay, let's do 12 weeks of uh, bodybuilding. Yeah, let's do 12 weeks of hypertrophy because you need to put some size on. Yeah. Um, that type of stuff. Um, yeah, like we'll sort of meet them where they are and like take it from there. So we'll always work on strengths and weaknesses yeah. as well. But you've got, I think you've got to, if, it's, if they're already good at something, play on that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's like good. there's nothing, people love rack pulls. It's a massive ego boost. You can go heavier than yeah. what you can deadlift. People fucking love it. Like, yeah. So why not play on it and be like, let's stick some more weight on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Let's check up if we've got any questions heading from the powerlifting group. Has anyone headed yeah, in? No, nothing at all. all right, but, I didn't uh, give them much time. From uh, <laughs> having a podcast in the middle of the day, probably a bit short on questions. But mate, it's been great to have you on and looking in depth into uh, your training and whatnot. Where can people find you and all that sort of stuff? Um, so yeah, Instagram, uh, co- Coach Cuthbert, Coach underscore Cuthbert. Um, I post quite a lot of stuff on there. Oh, I got a question. Got oh, sorry, we won't, we won't end there. <laughs> All right, hold off. Yeah. From uh, Adam Anderson, uh, who we competed at, what was it? The All England. All England mas- oh, uh, Masters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it M- yeah, M1, M1 or so, yeah. something? Yeah, Again, super new to powerlifting, but he's dive but straight like, yeah, into he it. it. He yeah. absolutely loves it. He said, when you plateau, what do you do to overcome it? And he says he's asking for a friend. <laughs> I like that friend, friend. <laughs> plateau I think part of it is Go patience ball. never plateau never <laughs> yeah, to plateau I think I don't I think patience with it um, so I was stuck on uh, my bench was stuck on the same for about maybe six months just didn't just didn't move just patience keep play and just play around with maybe different variations sometimes just step away from bench a little bit go focus on right I'm not going to do any competition bench I'm not going to do any competition squat go away focus on something else and then come then come back to it um, and that's that's worked that's worked for me um, and just think as well how long have you actually been doing it how long have you uh, been powerlifting how long have you been strength training because um, when you look at the world alright it's an extreme example but look at the world records they're only beaten by one kilo half mm. a kilo um, so as long as you increasing the weight a little bit even if it's a kilo half a kilo every week and just keep just keep ticking over Um, you look at some of the strongest people in the world they started off somewhere it's taken them 20 15 30 years to get to get where they are Um, so just have a think about where where you are on your strength um, journey if you like Um, and yeah just stick stick with it strength is a skill you get better at it the more you do it don't just think you're going to get stronger. Uh, one guy actually said to me uh, down at Primal, "Can you teach me to be stronger?" Um, I can't teach. I can't give you. I can't make you stronger straight away. You've got to spend time. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like driving a car. 
once you once you get going, like you get a better driver as you as you go on. But apart from me, because I'm a great driver. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's a great answer. That yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so yes, fly back and where can people meet you? Uh, so yeah, um, post quite a lot of stuff on Instagram. So coach underscore Cuthbert, uh, Facebook page Cuth, Cuth, Coach Cuthbert Training Systems. It's cheesy, but I quite quite like it. I think uh, that sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. Um, Train down at Primal Gym in Leeds, down near the Royal Armouries down there. So if anyone's over, uh, any powerlifters, quite happy to come down. Powerlifting clubs Mondays and Thursdays, eight o'clock. Uh, we have three rain of the platforms. Come down, give it, give it a go. Um, yeah, don't have to be whether you've competed for years or never touched the barbell. Um, once people get involved in it, it's yeah, it's it's pretty good. Spot on, mate. All right, thanks, boys. Guys, you've been listening to Steel Habitat podcast. Be sure to rate us five star on iTunes and Stitcher. You can find us at steelhabitat.co.uk and we will see you guys next week.